Welcome to the Cash Calf Podcast, where we talk about everything business, including the mentality and practicality of the side hustle. Here are your hosts, Tyler Martin and Matt Bitter. we're going to talk about yeah well we always talk about good stuff anyway so it's good yeah um i mean first thing that pops into my mind is uh crypto right now it's just kind of just kind of level yeah hasn't done much in the last little bit yeah if it goes off of its four-year cycle next january it should go crazy so right now it's kind of a good so 2023 is that what you're saying yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. so now it'd be a good accumulation time hmm um they do tax it significantly. Yeah. Um, well, not necessarily it specifically, but yeah, gains true. as yeah. as capital, capital gains. gains. Yeah. yeah. Short term, long term. Yeah. That's some things I've right learned recently. Um, if you hold it more than a year, but I guess that's the same with real estate, correct? Mm-hmm. Hold it more than a year, it's long term capital gains. Less than a year, short term capital gains. Yeah, and it's kind of, that's if you're flipping it. Okay. Like there's kind of some other, you know, things in there. Like if it's your primary residence and you hold it for two years, then it's tax free, which is incredible. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you, if you live in a house for, for two years and, and sell it after that. So it's two out of the last five years. So you could even rent somewhere else while you're, you know, still have that as a primary yeah. residence or what. Not necessarily. You do have to live in it for two years. Yeah. But then say you move out and you're living somewhere else for a little bit, you decide to sell the house. And yeah, two out of the last five years, then it's totally tax-free. And you can do that every five years? I think you can do it every two years if you want to. Oh, okay. I think, you know, if you could, if you were able to, to do that. But it's an incredible thing. Like, I'm almost looking at it with my kids. It's like... Yeah. You know, okay, when you're 18, you're going to find a house to fix up and sell, you know, when you're 20, and then maybe have a guest house or something for them to move into. Yeah. Or an apartment or a townhome or something, you know. And while they're building another house or finding another house to to purchase, and then say they, I mean, say you did that every two years between the time of 18 and 30, or even every three or four years. By the time you're 30, you could have a very nice house paid for yeah. because you're able to pocket all that money without any tax complications, you know? Yeah. That's that's a big deal. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool thing to, I don't know. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, just learning taxes and uh, I, I, I don't even know how to word it because they're not loopholes. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Learning the tax code. Yep. Huge leg up. You know, once... It's one thing to, and we talk about it all the time, starting a business and, and, and getting it running and getting it cash flowing. And these are very important things. But once you're running, it's really important to be able to keep all of it. Yeah. You know, and, and knowing the, the tax code and the advantages in order to, to grow. And the more that you learn and the more that you grow, the more people you get to employ. And then you get to raise their salary. And it's just better for the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the word loopholes or even like a, a tax write-off. Yeah. Like, because it's not. Like, the government didn't set it up to be a loop. Maybe they did. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Those, those freaking guys, you know? Like, yeah. They probably did. But the government knows what's going to grow the economy. And the yeah. growth in the economy comes from reinvestment. 
Yeah. So, you know, you start a business, you make some money, you add some value to the world in some way, and and you uh, you make a profit on that. Yeah. Well, if you just consume it on yourself, I mean, obviously, that still builds the economy somewhat. You know, yeah. there's still some velocity of money going there. But the government knows, hey, well, if we can incentivize him to reinvest that in equipment or reinvest that in other things, then that's going to continually, you know, reinvestment in small businesses grows that small business, but it also grows the economy as a whole. Yeah. And so it's an incentive. It's not necessarily a loophole or a write-off yeah. that a lot of people kind of act like it's a shady thing. Like it's an incentive that the government is, you know, so it is an so, and I guess that I would say there's even a little bit of a difference there. There is incentives. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily say that buying a bunch of equipment is an incentive. It's just an investment and expense in a business. Yeah. You know, that way too. Yeah. Yeah. People look at guys that maybe buy a new pickup every year or whatever, like, oh, well, they're just doing it to, you know, a loophole for taxes. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. I mean, there's there's value in having a new pickup every year like you know that you're using that as a piece of equipment in the business to haul around yeah. people or equipment or whatever you're using that as an asset and the person who wants to either save a little bit of money or couldn't afford a new one now gets to have an almost new vehicle when you sell it again the next year and right it just moves the entire economy just knowing knowing the taxes so uh we were gonna <clears throat> we were going to um donate some we got some protein powders and some different supplements that are like three or four months from expiring and we were going to donate them and we were figuring either to a 501c3 or to a school and the person that we were donating them to they asked us they're like which one do you want to donate it to well i wasn't really sure so we asked our accountant and he said in idaho donate it to a school because there's extra Oh. Uh, tax advantage when you when you donate to a school instead of a 501c3 so like it's just little tiny that things like that from a, a tax standpoint you go okay and to the people that we're donating it to they they're both so they don't really care yeah but then from our standpoint it does matter mm -hmm. you get an extra idaho tax advantage giving it to a school and, and people probably like oh we'll see like there's yeah. you know like extra stuff for donating it to a school or whatever. Well, yeah, the government is trying to incentivize people yeah. to donate stuff to schools to yeah. increase the education. Like it's, I like looking at it as, it as an incentive system, really. Yeah, yeah, you I know? agree. And, and on the most basic part of all of it, someone's donating something to someone. Yeah. You know, that's cool. I mean, I'm not trying. Okay. Yeah. I'm so. Cool we all should I'm be. Donating. We all should be. That's yeah. giving back. Yeah. It's just we all should back. be doing it. That's a success principle. Yeah. And from a business standpoint, that product is going to just expire, and we're going to have to throw it away anyways. Mm -hmm. So it it, the world goes round and round when you're thinking how can we help each other. Well, and you hear too like the vilifying of Donald Trump or whatever, like oh he didn't pay taxes. And you remember that Hillary Clinton exchange oh, yeah. where she's like, he didn't pay taxes and blah, 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 blah. And he says, yeah, because I'm smart. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people took that as being, uh, you know, elitist or whatever, maybe kind of smug. And he yeah. Donald Trump probably meant it that way, too, <laughs> yeah, probably. which is fine. Yeah. But he like in in kind of my thinking, it went to, yeah, he is smart. He reinvested so much money that he didn't have to pay taxes. 
Yeah. He re like that's what it is, is it's a reinvestment of that money. So yeah. I mean, yeah, of course that's smart. Instead of consuming it, if you consume that money, like here's an interesting thing I was thinking about the other day. So say you have a business and you made a half a million dollars of cash or whatever. Yeah. And this is maybe some accountants out there are gonna be like, this is a, a wacky way of looking at it and not right. I don't know. This is just from kinda my you know 10,000 foot view or whatever but yeah so say you're like okay I'm gonna take a hundred thousand dollars of that and I'm gonna keep it and I'm going to build a house with it yeah or or use it to build a house I know you can't build a house for a hundred thousand dollars but okay so you take that as personal income to build your personal house well that hundred thousand dollars is gonna cost you a hundred and $30,000 maybe, you know, if you're in the 30% tax bracket, right? Yeah. You're gonna have to pay 30% tax on that $100,000. We'll say you take it and you say, well, I need a, a pickup or a piece of equipment to do business in. Okay, well now it, it's a business expense. Mm -hmm. You actually get a 30%, you're not paying the 30% yes. on that. And so it's like, it's almost like you're getting a 30% discount on that pickup, yeah. right? Because you're not paying the 30% tax. So that would be $70,000. Yeah. So by taking it, there's a $60,000 gap there for taking it as personal use versus yeah. using it in business use. And there again, maybe that's wacky and people are like, no, that's not how it works. But in doing some, you know, like yeah. when you're thinking about <clears throat> business taxes and stuff, like there's some ways to look at it like that, I guess. That might also move you down into a, a lesser tax bracket. Right. So, I mean, there might be even more there. And as, as I don't know, maybe I'm just too worried about what people, you know, might think, but the truth is anybody who is trying to get into small business, which is running the entire economy, like, yeah, Amazon's cool and, and the big company like Walmart, like good job that they made it there. But the truth, they don't run the economy. It's mm -hmm. the small businesses that run the economy. And if the small businesses are running the economy, I would implore people to go out and try and do it. And once you start paying massive amounts of taxes, you'll quickly learn that you need to learn the tax code. Yeah. Like it just, it, it is how it is. And those big companies that, that give vilified and they're like, well, big corporations don't pay taxes. Well, one, because they've learned how to not pay taxes is why they're so big. Mm -hmm. you know, it, it's very easy to, to, to get out and start a business and make some money. It's a lot harder to keep a hold of it. Yeah. So taxes are, a, I mean, they're a big one. And if you, you know, there again, it's an incentive system. If you choose to reinvest that money into certain assets and products and things that are going to stimulate the economy there's an incentive there yeah if you choose to take it and consume it personally you know buying a, a motorbike or a house or whatever then there's consequences you yeah. know it's just interesting so looking at like a company that pays zero taxes versus a company that pays a lot of taxes well the the company that pays zero taxes is probably reinvesting that versus consuming it yeah. you know as far as the ownership goes and stuff like yeah. it's just an interesting it everything's about perception you know sure. if if you want to look at the perception that people are trying to get around paying taxes or whatever then that's 
okay, I guess, and that's yeah. your perception, but you're not ever going to appreciate the value that there is there in taking advantage of those things either. You yeah. know? And, and if that's the truth, then anyone, and if that's what people think, then if you buy a Tesla or an electric vehicle and they give you a tax incentive, you should give that back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. So, I mean, that's the well, thing. and it was subsidized to begin with too the production of Teslas. Right. So, uh, yeah. so I think it's like triple whammied. Yeah. It's kind of funny that there's this fight against Elon Musk right now from the, from the government because they made him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it basically. really was. Yeah. Um, and th- still does. I think it's still heavily pro- subsidized. Probably. Right. So there is, I wish I remembered the name, but there is a disinformation sector of the federal government that's getting created right now. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure that they're really in tune with what the disinformation yeah. is. I, um, th- that is so nuts to me because now you have a government that's going to tell you what's right and wrong. Yeah. I mean, they already oh, yeah. do, but now if now it's legal yeah, or illegal. It so you could sounds say like something, some movies. I know. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Like you think about, Hunger Games, 1984. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you should be able to say what you want to say, whether it's right or wrong. Yep. You know, the earth is flat. And people are like, what? The earth is flat? No, you, you're an idiot. Okay, then call me an idiot. And, and, and the earth is probably round. But mm-hmm. I, can, I should be able to say what I want to say. Absolutely. But uh, not, not now. Well, and we talked about that before where uh, who's the... Well, they're all crazy. I was going to say crazy lady, but they're all crazy on The View. Um, oh, Joy Bayar? The one that was talking about the Holocaust. Was that Joy? Oh, or was it, was it Whoopi Oh, it was Whoopi? Yeah. You know, how she got banned or yes. whatever. I don't agree with her probably on nope. a fraction of a percent of the views that she has, but she should not be banned. No. Like, she should be able to say what she whatever she wants. And then people should also be able to say... No, she's an idiot. Look at yeah. this. Like, this is exactly what that was about. And da 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 da. And that's how you have a conversation. Yeah. Is somebody going back and forth and saying, you know, like, this is what I think. Oh, well, that's wrong. Like, let me show you some stuff. And then you come to a conclusion at the end. And instead, we silence people to the point where it's like, we don't ever learn any other viewpoint because we're just like, no, I'm, I'm right and you're wrong and you're an idiot and I'm not going to listen to anything you have to yeah. say and yeah. turn, turn your Twitter feed off. Yeah. That, honestly, that's why I bring up Flat Earth a lot is because it's everyone knows that the Earth is round. So as soon as you say something that's pretty off from what you've learned your entire life, mm-hmm. you're kind of instantly labeled as some crazy conspiracy theorist, but has anyone actually stepped back and thought, is it possible that the earth is flat? No, no one steps back and thinks that. And then they think you're a kook if you think it (laughs) because we're, we're not, we're not taught to think. Yeah. You know, and reason and question. Yeah. For sure. And that's a, that's obviously just a, an extreme example because what what have we always learned? And we've seen pictures from space and we've seen this and we've Mm -hmm. seen that. Um, But it's very different if uh, Donald Trump hops on Twitter and says something that he he thinks or believes and then gets censored. You're like, wait, have we ever even been allowed to step back and think? And that's why Elon Musk buying Twitter, which I still don't understand, how you can kind of take a publicly held company and turn it private, is he said he's going to do that now? I mean, I know oh, yeah. he. I know he said that 
it needed to be publicly run so that you could so it could be run correctly but i didn't know if i think he i read it will be going to private company hmm, so it won't be publicly held anymore mm-hmm. which is weird to me like do they give your money back i, d- I don't know well, how i'm sure works. they would have to buy out all of the shareholders at a whatever certain yeah. price or but it is kind of weird that Maybe the minority, if you're a minority shareholder, which what most people are, For sure. I mean, he's yeah. going to be the majority shareholder. Maybe he just automatically gets to say, I'm the majority. I vote that we're doing that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that. Well, works, I mean, actually. he became the majority shareholder at 9%. So, yeah. you know. That, well, and I mean, over, if you get over 51% yes. now, are you able to say, okay, I'm buying everybody out. You're all yeah. done. Or yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, know I'm not how sure that how that works. So that's why Either. we talk about small business cash <laughs> sort of stuff. Because, yeah, once you get that big, I, I, I don't know anymore. But that's the thing about learning all this, even our tax example and stuff. You know, I was talking to a friend uh, this morning, and he was he was talking about his son's a, a senior in high school getting ready to graduate. And uh, we were kind of talking about the education system and how it's, you know, it, it, there's some flaws there, obviously. For sure. But he, so his son has, is in a business class right now and had a question the other day. And this teacher wouldn't, for whatever reason, just wouldn't allow him to ask his question. You know, like, hey, I don't have time for your question right now. Da, da, da. And then just kind of a, um, ignored it to the point where there wasn't any time left in class and she left or whatever. Yeah. Well, his question was, what's the difference between a 401k and a Roth IRA? Yeah. Which in a, in a business class is a very pertinent question. Absolutely. Like this is basic stuff. And even the tax stuff that we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about tax stuff that we don't understand, you know, and, and that we're learning as we're going. Well, there's some problems there. Number one, the tax code is so comprehensive yeah. and confusing that any Joe Schmo can't understand. They have to go get a professional person that studies it all the time to do their stuff for them. Yeah. Um, and, and number two, it's just, uh, we're not taught that, mm-hmm. you know, that tax code, the 401k Roth IRA investments, basic business, I mean, we should be taught that. And here he's in a, bi- a business class in high school. Yeah. And they're not even, that's that's a pretty basic yeah. question. Or, and His I. His teacher didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know. And wasn't willing to say, I don't know. Let's look this up. Yeah. And I think that's the key is not knowing everything, but saying, here's some places you can go. Let's, let's yeah. go on the IRS website. Let's look it up. Let's go find some articles somewhere from reputable sources yep. that kind of describe what the differences are. And educate those people on where they can go to find the answers to these things. But, yeah. you know, I we have an education system where I doubt that teacher has any business experience. For sure. And yet they're teaching business. Yeah. You know, and even at the college levels, like I know when I was going to college, I had some great teachers, but I went with a, a business degree, an, an agricultural business degree. I know for a fact that a lot of those people did not have any business experience that were teaching us business at at a university. That's why I dropped out. Yeah. I mean, I literally had a college professor that said, you guys are all probably wondering why I'm a college professor here when I'm teaching an entrepreneurial class. Why shouldn't I be an entrepreneur? Well, here's four businesses that I went and failed at. And now it was cool that he told us that. Mm-hmm. Like he, he even said, he's like, 
I can tell you what not to do in business because I've done it four times. Hmm. I've started them and I've failed four times. Then I went and got my master's degree so I could teach. Hmm. You're like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Like that was really cool that you were so honest, but I can, I'm going to go figure this out on my own and look at the most successful people in the world. Yes. Many have degrees. The most successful people in the world, they don't have degrees. They dropped out. Yeah, They dropped out. But what he should have, what your teacher should have done is just started two or three more businesses. Yeah. Because if you've already got four wrong, <laughs> I know. You know, and not to, I mean, I failed it, had businesses yeah. fail too, but okay, you got four wrong, you have all that experience of what not to do. Yep. You have better odds of succeeding on your fifth, sixth, and seventh. Absolutely. Than, than you do, you know? It's kind of that picture of the guy mining diamonds and you're like, like almost one guy almost gets to the end and then quits. He's like walking away with his pick. Have you seen that? It's like yeah. a cartoon. Yeah. And then the other guy just keeps going. He just should have kept on going. Well, there's the, he was probably really close. There's the real story of it. There's uh, it's uh, the story three feet from gold. Um, <clears throat> so there's this guy, and I think this is in Think and Grow Rich. Um, there's a guy that goes out. He wants to become a miner. So he goes out. He gets a loan from several different family members. He goes to California, he starts mining, finds some gold. Hey, this is great. The gold runs out. Like he found a vein, the mm -hmm. vein runs out. So then he goes and he continues just mining, 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 and no gold. Finally stops, takes all of his equipment, goes to the local like equivalent of a pawn shop back in, back in the day, sells all of his equipment. The guy who buys it has been waiting for the opportunity to get into mining, but couldn't buy all the equipment. Hmm. So he gets all this stuff, takes a, like a geologist or someone that really knew, takes him out. He looks at where the vein of gold was. He looks at where he stopped getting gold. And he said, you know what? That vein of gold restarts. It starts just, I don't know how far, but it starts. Mm -hmm. He gets three feet in and finds one of the largest gold mines in California. Wow. The guy who got three feet from gold, found out about it, became a life insurance salesman and became one of the most successful life insurance salesmen that existed back in the day. Huh. And his whole thing was, I was three feet from gold and I didn't keep going. So every time someone would tell me no on life insurance... I would think I'm three feet from gold. Huh. Now, I don't know if stories like that are actually true, but yeah. they're cool. Yeah. So. And there's some truth there. Yes, Whether the, they're yes. totally true or not, there's absolutely truth there. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it is cool. It, you just. You, you have to keep going. Failure's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's just going to happen, and that's what life is all about. Like, we will fail, and I'll, I'll fail today, and I'll fail tomorrow, and I can either just give up. Or I can keep going and learn from those failures. Yeah, absolutely. It sucks to fail. Like, it it really does. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. And then later on, you're like, oh. I, I'm not sure if you and I talked about it on a podcast or just outside of here, but um, really bad things happen to people. And once it's over, they're like, oh, I didn't know I could make it through that. Yeah. You know, whether it's a divorce or a death of a child or, you know, we get through stuff. We're very resilient. It's just in the moment, it feels so bad. Mm -hmm. But then you get through it, and it's like, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, or even losing a job or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and even small failures. Like, I, I fail every day. Yeah. You know, like, there's things every day that I forget or didn't go the way that I thought or did something wrong or whatever. And I think being an entrepreneur, you just get used to it over time. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it just, I mean, obviously there's big failures that are a lot worse than small failures. And there's failures that come along and can really kind of derail you for a little bit for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but it's interesting too, you know, even looking at the small, like, like, uh, daily you know like i do like i notice failures daily but you look back you just keep moving forward over a year's time and you look back at what progress has been made in a year even though there were small failures along the way there was also some successes it's incredible what you can do in a year yeah it really is even failing like i think people think Oh, well, that guy made it because he got everything exactly right and perfect every step along the way. No, I guarantee you, he didn't. It was probably 5% right. Yeah. But he just kept going, you know, and and that's guaranteed. That's how some of, you know, most of the stuff that I've done, it's not 100% right all the time. No. It's just, it's it's just being a little bit right, but just continuing to move forward on it. So, yeah. A, A good example. Well, um, well, a good example is any success, but artists, you know, they didn't start out very good. And most of their famous paintings are, what, 1% of what they actually went out and painted. You know, Van Gogh, you only know a few of his paintings, but he painted thousands and thousands of of stuff throughout his life. But, you know, that one just wasn't quite good enough. So then he does the next one. Well, that one's pretty good. Does the next one. No one really likes it and just continues on. And it probably wasn't even the quality or anything like that. It was just that for some reason, at the right time, the right person saw it and liked it or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that any of the quality, the quality probably got better over time, no doubt about that. But it's probably more so just having the right, throwing out enough, you know, enough... uh, having enough leads or making enough phone calls or knocking enough doors or whatever it is to do it. It's just a numbers game. Yeah. It has nothing to do on, on quality. Well, there is, there is an element of quality. There has to yeah. be a good value there. But it's like you said. But there's a lot that's just doing it. Yeah. That, that college professor that got four wrong, you're, you're totally right. That fifth one was probably the home run. He just, mm-hmm. just didn't do it. Today with me is the the day of stories that I don't know if are true or not. Um, so I guess uh, I think it was Picasso. Someone walked in and they're like, "Why are you so famous? You um, and he was he was teaching a painting class or something at the time." And they're like, "You're not that good. You, like your paintings are <laughs> not." Gonna tell that to yeah, Picasso yeah, to his face. Yeah, um, you're, which you're, I kind of agree. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, you look at it and you're like this. Yeah. So, um, and he did some like kind of abstract stuff and, and he said, you know, you can just, uh, you can just shut the door on the way out. And he flicked his paintbrush and she goes over and she, she goes to open the door and she has paint on her hand because of how he flipped the paintbrush. He flipped paint onto the, there's no way this story is true, Uh (laughs) but flips the paint onto the, uh. The, the doorknob and then she walks out and she's like oh he's a much better painter than I ever thought because he can flick a paintbrush onto a, a handle or whatever <laughs> but um 
I don't even know where I was going with that story. It's probably not true, but I've heard it. <laughs> you, it like as far as the numbers game, you know, one thing, one a thought that I just had was I had a summer when I uh, went out and sold security systems. And uh, it was me and a group of friends. It was more like, hey, let's go out and hang out and have fun for a summer than actually, you know, yeah. get something done. And um, But we went out, you know, and, and they the the company or business or whatever you know helps you hone your pitch and whatever and and that kind of thing and and like you could tell going out you know if if i if i uh approach 10 people with this today then i'm probably going to get one or two sales you know yeah. which looking back like and at the time i was you know like right out of high school and just not really into it but like looking at it now i'm like it's such an easy business like it's just a numbers game yeah like just slug through the eight people that tell you no and that you're an idiot yeah and get to if 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 you get to the two or three a day and you do that consistently for the summer you you make a great amount of money yeah but um so we would you know perfect our pitches or whatever and and go do our thing and stuff well i had this friend that um was out there and and uh you know, we worked together quite a bit and I thought I was, you know, kind of getting it down a little bit and my pitch and stuff. And I was like, well, let's go. And he was having some good success. Like he was, you know, getting two or three a day, whatever. And I was like, well, I, I want to come see what you're doing, you know? So we, I'd go and, and tag along with him a couple of times. <laughs> All he was doing is he would go up, knock on the door. Hey, uh, I'm selling a couple security systems on this street today. You want one? Nope. Okay. Sounds good. Go to the next door. Hey, I'm selling uh, uh, two security systems on this street today. You want one? Nope. Okay, sounds good. Boom, next door. Just like that. And I'm like, that's what what you're saying? Like, that's it? And he's like, like, it's just numbers game. That's it. And so he wasn't even fancy or, you know, and even the guys that were training us and stuff are like, you're crazy. That's not going to work. And it did. It was just a numbers game. He, He was just finding the people that wanted it anyway. There was eight people that didn't want it. There was two people that wanted it. And he just had to find them. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, who's the guy that owns Front Sight? He always uh, oh, message. The, the Piazza guy. Yeah. There's actually a huge lawsuit against, like, oh, with really? that right now. Yeah, big oh, time. Like, it's getting shut down. And, or, well, I shouldn't say that. He's probably, he's like, he's like Spy Master Supreme. He's, if we say anything, he might come on he and try to sue us or yeah. something. So I might, well, but I was about there is some stuff going on there. Him. Yeah, go for it. I mean, he is quite the salesman for yeah. sure. Uh, what, what is his name again? Piazza? Yeah, something like Dr. Ignatius. Yeah. Dr. Ignatius Piazza. Yeah. Um, so he's a chiropractor and that's how he got his start. And he was going to set up shop in some place in California. And everyone's like, dude, you're crazy. Don't, don't set up a shop there. Like there's already tons of chiropractors. So before he even opened up his shop, he just took flyers around and went door to door. Hey, I'm going to open up a chiropractic shop. I'd love to see you as a customer. Here's a flyer. And he just did street after street after street. When he opened up, hugely successful. Everybody already knew it was there. Yeah. yeah. And the, the thing about it is everyone goes, it's not going to work because there's so many chiropractors. Well, yeah, but none of those chiropractors marketed themselves. Yeah. So he goes out, passes out some flyers, becomes this massive chiropractor, opens up all these different businesses, and then apparently gets sued later on. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's <laughs> going on with it, but there's... 
Yeah, not good stuff. I think it's I think it is shutting down, which is unfortunate because I really enjoy. I only went there once, but I enjoyed going there. It was good training, good people, um, yeah. you know, that were trainers and stuff. And but I don't know the whole story. I think it's still evolving. This is it's just come about like over the last month. Oh, really? But anyway, but it's kind of. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at even political, you know, politician signs. Probably more often than not, it's whoever has the most signs and billboards oh. out gets voted for just from name recognition. Absolutely. You know, they're, they're polit and that's like Nancy it's Pelosi. Not, not quality. How does that? Yeah. How does she continually get elected? Well, because she's in the news all the time. They probably love all the negative press just because there's name recognition there. It's kind of, kind of true. You know, I mean, even, even from a business standpoint, there have been largely successful businesses that go, mm, nope, don't, don't try to keep this out of the news. Yeah. Like, like there is something about. I mean, I don't want negative press for any of my businesses. No, me either. But, and partly because I want to make sure that we're just adding positive value to everybody. Right. Like, right. I don't want negative press because I don't want anything negative to ever happen. Yeah. I want it all to be positive. Yeah, for sure. But so. yeah, that, that name recognition, brand recognition, like there's, there's something there. Well, like we were talking about earlier today, there's a company that we're, that we are starting, um, in the works right now where we are looking at manufacturing and, and, um, selling products. Well, you can find those products other places, but it's like, oh, well, that's that's the one that's made by this company. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the products are the same. It's the name and the brand that are different. Yeah. And kind of the movement. You know, some companies do a really good job at creating a movement mm -hmm. and and kind of a, a a slogan or a motto behind their thing. And so when you're buying one of their T-shirts or whatever, you know, it's it's like you're you're you agree with that movement yeah. and and that kind of stuff. And it's more than just a T-shirt with a a name on it. Yeah, you're a yeah. part of a tribe now, mm -hmm. you know, and that's something that that humans they they strive for. They want to be part of that tribe. And as far as the manufacturing, I mean, there's <clears throat> you know, like like let's say AR-15 lowers or uppers or barrels. People will ask quite often, like, "Hey, what should I get?" Like, it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it it's all everything in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just got different name stamps just on it. Just has different name stamps on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like you said, it's that movement behind it. It's it's that recognition. It's that name. This company is going to get more sales because they've done better at marketing. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's uh, when I, I think you, we talked yesterday about how there's no opportunity out there. Yeah, there is tons of opportunity yeah. out there. And even in industries where you think, well, it's oversaturated, there's some really big players in these these industries and stuff. Well, if that's something you want to be involved in, you're probably going to do better than those big companies because you're coming at it from a different angle and a different level that they're not able to look at and yeah. they're not able to see. Yeah. You know, there's a niche within that that they're missing or whatever. Yeah, well, and, and we've talked about 12 months to a million dollars, mm -hmm. that book, I mean, large companies will come in and buy very small companies because they can't service those niches. Yeah. You know, someone starts like bottle breachers, that guy, you know, he, he gets in, he's it's such a small niche that a large company wouldn't even know that that niche would ever exist. Mm -hmm. Yet they come in, they do this little tiny thing. It takes off. They pull a little fraction of a market share from these big places and then they get bought up niches are where it's at yeah or niches i'm not niche. sure which way i don't know either I'm gonna say do, niche. is it french 
I don't know, but I'm from Idaho. I was going to say, why do we use a French word for American business? Yeah. It should be a, a I don't know, something, something different. Niche. It's a niche. And it should be N-I-T-C-H. That's right. Yep. It's a niche. Okay, if we, well, when we write our little, our little books, if we say niche, <laughs> we're going to spell it niche. <laughs> they might mistake that for something, you know, hillbilly. Go get me another niche. <laughs> something, I don't know. Something. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come up with our own dictionary. No. That'd be good. Mine would just be a bunch of blank pages. Have you seen that? Uh, there's a book that's called like everything that uh, men know about women or something like that. And it's no. just blank. <laughs> that's all it is. And it sold millions of copies. Somebody came up with that as a joke. That's awesome. I love and, people. You know, yeah. Yep. I mean, there's just, there's so many opportunities, just creative An things. Unlined journal. I think that the, uh, I think the hard part is, I think everybody has good ideas mm -hmm. or ideas that they're like, oh, like I, we, you know, we talk about ideas all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and ideas are good, but it's not the thing that makes success. Absolutely. Right. You it's the next, it. it's the next steps. It's yeah. like, I almost like, sometimes when I get new ideas, I'm like, ah, crap. I know that's really good, but I don't have the time or the energy yeah. or the focus right now to pursue that. But I know that's really good. And it is, it's those next steps of taking action to move your idea forward. There's probably a lot of success in what you just said, though, holding yourself back from some things. It's really easy to get overstretched. There's a book called The, the One Thing. And I mean, if you really look into self-development, when it comes down to it, it's your, what Napoleon Dynamite talk, Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> Napoleon he's like, Hill. He's like, hey, just, just thinking, I can't do a good Napoleon Dynamite voice. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> You're like three feet of air on that one. Um, he talks about your definite chief aim. Uh -huh. If you have one definite chief aim or you're focusing on that one thing, yeah. It's almost impossible to fail. You're going to have little little failures. They're just going to happen. But they're just a bump in the road. They're just a wall that you've got to climb over. That's all they are. Yeah. And so that one thing. So where I was going with that is there's a lot of success in knowing that one thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of success in saying no. Like saying no is really important. I'm really bad at saying no. I'm getting better and better. It, yeah, it is hard. But... Being able to just say, oh, no, I'm sorry, I don't have the time for that. Mm -hmm. And then you're continuing to work on that one thing, you'll be successful. Yeah, yep. And that's, it is a struggle, it's a, especially as an entrepreneur, because the entrepreneur mindset is kind of creative. I never used to think that I was that creative, but artistically and stuff like that, I'm not. But as far as ideas and that kind of thing, Absolutely. I, I, th I think that everybody is creative in, in that way. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's hard having the entrepreneur mindset of always looking for opportunities and ideas, but then finding the one or two or three, maybe that you're pursuing, you know, and, and how to pursue them constructively and stuff. Yeah. It is, it's, it's, it, it is an art though. I mean, think, think of Amazon having all of those pieces yeah, and then putting them together in such a way that 
works as efficiently as they did. That is an art. Like Jeff Bezos is an artist in the entrepreneurial. And then all of these, these serial entrepreneurs that they start something and then they move on to this next thing and the next thing. And you know, 10 of them are successes and only one is a failure. They're, they're very artistic. Now, like I'm entrepreneurial, but I can't sit down and, and, and paint anything. That's the worst part about being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a lot that use that as an outlet, right? They just do, they just, it's, it's, it helps their mind to sit down and paint something that they can finish because as an entrepreneur too, it's hard because you never feel like you're quite finished. There's always something to do. You know, it's not like, okay, like the job's done. I'm done wiping my hands and going home for the weekend. It's never that. Mm -hmm. And so I actually have heard of some entrepreneurs that, that find projects like painting or things like that, that they can do to sit down and start something and finish it because otherwise you can go crazy, which I know how that is too. Oh, I do too. I, I, have tried journaling as an outlet and I'm like, I oh, get two yeah. minutes in and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something. Yeah. I'm kind of hard that <laughs> way too. Or I, I love to read, but I l- more love to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll buy these, I'll buy these books. I'm like, I'm going to read this book. And then I ended up getting the audiobook. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I the just... same way. I used to read a lot, but I found the last, just as I've gotten busier with family and kids and stuff, I listen to a lot more. And I actually do think that I pick up a lot more yeah. listening than I do reading. Yeah. Um, well, and th- that's something that's important to know for yourself. Are you a visual learner? Are you, um, is it audible? 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Audible. Audible, audible. I think that is right. Yeah, hey, they, they picked, they picked stole a it. good name. They stole yeah, it. Visual, audible, you know, uh, kinesthetic. Like, how do you learn? Yeah. I do learn better by listening and seeing. So it's better that I do that than pick up a book and actually try to read it. Because my mind, I'm going to be thinking about all the business stuff or all the stuff in my life as I'm trying to learn something in a book. It's way better that I'm driving and listening or. Yeah in a piece of equipment and trying to listen. I'm going to learn so much more yeah. or hands-on if I could learn. Well, you can learn business hands-on. I was about to say Every if I could day. learn business Every hands-on. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is. Maybe we need to take up a painting class Yeah. so that we can have projects that we start and finish. That probably and... would be really good. <laughs> I, well, we know a guy, right? John Splatter. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. We yeah. should. There yeah. we go. We can go over I think to. They his, have some. Do they call it a studio? Is their store like a, a studio or so. just a store? Or? Yeah, and I know too. In in um, Idaho Falls, there's a, mm. there's like painting classes. You go mm-hmm. down and like paint a vase or something. Have you seen like a those vase? those coloring books? Like there's adult coloring books that are Kira really designed. I've actually done them. Together. I need. I've, yeah. Uh, I've seen those. I think Breezy's maybe had some. And I'm like, I probably would enjoy that, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah. You know, it's actually, actually kind of fun. You sit down. Like, it was so cute. We haven't done it in a while, but you sit down. She does half the page, and I do half the page. Oh, that's cool. Hers looks so much better than mine. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great idea, though. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that is good. I'm going to sell them everywhere now. You can get them mm-hmm. at Walmart mm-hmm. if you want to support big communist businesses. <laughs> they say that, uh, <laughs> yeah. They say that it like reduces anxiety and stuff, but I don't know if it would do that for me or not. I don't know. Nothing reduces <laughs> entrepreneurial anxiety. No, I'm just kidding. No, there's a lot of things like that. And I think it's learning what does it for you. Mm-hmm. I actually, it really helps me to put my phone in the other room and watch a movie. Hmm. Like for me, that's really good. Cause then I'm 
completely engaged mm-hmm. in it. I'm not thinking like, oh, you know, I need to make a, a post for the rock wall or I need to do this or that. But yeah. I don't know. It's probably not very uh, productive in any way, but it's so good for my mind. Interesting. Yeah, I can't do that. Like, we'll have some... Like if we can find a series that I get it that I can get into, then we can. But drives breezy. She's like, "Hey, let's watch something tonight." I'm like, "Okay, sounds good." So I like look through it. I'm like, "Ah, "Look through Netflix. I don't want to watch any of that. I'll go listen to my book or something." You know. Yeah. For me, it's uh, like competition stuff, like running races, or like when we went to the tactical games. Like when it's like the whistle blows and it's go time. Like I I get to where I can't focus on anything else besides that, which is actually really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's cool. You know, so I found that that's a good a good outlet. Like I ran a I ran a an ex, a long race. It took a long time here a couple of weeks ago, and it I kept trying to think. Like I thought, well, when I'm running, I can just you know I can think through some of these problems and ideas in my mind, and I couldn't do that. Like I was just yeah. focused on that, and it was helpful. It was a good thing. So you didn't listen to anything or anything. Like you just ran it. So I. I only had my phone. Yeah. And so I listened to a podcast for about an hour and then my phone was dead. Oh, no. (laughs) Because it's old and falling apart and doesn't hold a good charge. Yeah. Which was actually great. Like I was, it was just completely focused on my painful knees, but, (laughs) but just, but no, just the task at hand, which was, you know, in hindsight, looking back, I was like, that was actually really good that I just was focused on that doing that and i i noticed the same thing at the tactical games like i didn't have to think about other stuff so i think that's one thing that i found that helps that's cool. with that kind of stuff how long was that run of the tactical games just a couple of miles i think it was a mile and a half, mile and a half. well it felt yeah. like a couple it felt like more to me it, it was up um, and down and yeah, it was it was but see i couldn't really just i need to, i need to be better i need to like actually force myself to meditate and read books and stuff because i took my phone mm-hmm. i went to spotify i went to a playlist that i wanted and i stuck it in my vest so i could just listen to it the whole time and i yeah. even was thinking while i was running i was like what i should just be able to run without i usually do when i run usually 99 percent of the time i'm listening to something or i it does get my brain going but for some reason like with competition and not just yeah. fun run like and not even that I'm competing with anybody else. I'm just, I know there's a, a clock going or something, you know. It's not yeah. just out running for fun. For some reason, it, it's, it's been doing it for me. We'll see That's if cool. it keeps, uh, keeps doing it, but it is fun. Yeah. Well, I, it's important to find stuff like that that, that allows absolutely. your mind. Because it's just it, so much overstimulation between, you know, I say movies, but between movies and series and phones and you know, Instagram and radio mm-hmm. and everything, we never text just, messages yep. and emails and all yeah. of that. Yeah, I I gave up an Apple Watch maybe a year and a half ago. Hmm. It's one of the best things I ever did. Yeah, I mean it's it's text messages at your wrist. You can never stop looking at what's going on, mm-hmm. and and it it can't be good for us. Yeah, in the long run. That's I've tried to leave my phone you know when i'm doing certain stuff or whatever leave it away and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't yeah it's tough (laughs) um i gave up instagram and tiktok and stuff for like i don't know a week it and but it was really good because i i didn't tell myself like i can't do it i just kind of stopped doing it and then now you kind of can scroll through and i can just temper it a little bit but it's pretty easy to get addicted to crap oh man yeah 
Yeah, Especially like, oh. TikTok and flat earth videos. No, see, I've never even downloaded TikTok, but like Good. even the Instagram reels, oh, like, yeah. I, which I think is similar, right? Yeah. I mean, gee whiz, you can burn a lot of time just it's, watching that yeah. crap. And it's, there is some value there though. Like there's entertainment value, oh, yeah. or I even find stuff too that's like, utility i'm like oh that's a cool trick i never yep. even thought about that yes but <laughs> yeah. 75 80 percent of it's just garbage you know yeah. or whatever but yeah. there is some there is some good stuff on there our our friend brady he uh he this is and this is actually why i kind of stopped for a little while he's like hey we should give it up for a while and just see what mm. happens mm-hmm. i was like okay cool let's do it Betty sent me like 20 TikTok videos during this like week and a half that we're not supposed to be doing it. I never opened any of them. And then I opened them up the other day. I was like, these are, these are great. Just, people are so clever. And that's what's cool yeah. about it. I mean, bringing it like full circle into business, people make a great living making reels or making TikTok videos yeah. or painting or being a mechanic. or It's, it's all business. And if you can add value, you can make money. Yeah. It's cool. And uh, it decentralizes everything. Yeah. Somebody Ooh, wants to be an action wants to be an actor. Yep. But they know they're not gonna go to Hollywood and, and be an actor on there. Great. Make three minute yep. awesome YouTube clips or whatever. Yeah. And there's lots of people that do that. Yeah. And you know, it's 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 really cool to see all of that kind of that kind of angle from it that anybody can do whatever they want now yeah if they just put some time and effort into it yeah and and that's where also a niche comes a niche Mm -hmm. comes Mm -hmm. way way into play because there's these just crazy focused areas you know it could be it it, well there's this there's this guy that i i don't i don't don't do bodybuilding Mm -hmm. um but i'm very amazed by bodybuilders and what they can do I like kind of the functional fitness sort of things, but there's this guy that uh, I follow on Instagram and he just makes these really funny bodybuilding gym videos. And I mean, I don't know if he makes a ton of money at it or whatever. I would imagine he's got a lot of sponsors and, and does do really well, but it's such a small niche. Like if my mom saw the video, she'd be like, this is the stupidest thing yeah. I've ever seen. Like, why would you ever take your time out of your day to watch that? Mm-hmm. I, I love when he, I, I, he pops up, you know, you can get the notifications from people. Mm-hmm. When he posts something new, it pops up on my phone because I want to watch it. Yeah. It's just, and it's so niche. I don't even do what he does. And it, it's just great. Yeah. It it's is cool. cool to see. Yeah, it is. It's opportunity everywhere. Uh, it's like we talk everywhere. about all the time. It's just uh, being a little bit creative. And I think that that's, I never really knew what, like when I when when I had like a a, a normal job or whatever, kind of drove me crazy, yeah. uh, you know, in a way. Like it was great, great yeah. opportunity, great people. Yep. But like, just I had a hard time with the routine of it all, which sounds weird because yeah. we want to, because I feel like I have a routine now anyway. But on any given day, I'm not doing the same things. You know, I might yeah. be in a meeting, I might be working on a property, I might be, you know calling on you know something like there's just a lot of different things that i'm doing all the time and you're the same way yeah and to me i just love it like every every day like wake up and okay i got all this stuff to do today and that's great because i can do it at my own pace i can get as much done as i want to i get to do a a bunch of different things and 
and it, it's cool. Like, it's something that I think that's the most appealing part of business and entrepreneurship to me is being able to have a bunch of different things to do. You know, that yeah. creative kind of busyness mind and, and going from one project to the next and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it, it helps that instead of being in the same kind of routine things day to day. Yeah. And if someone likes having a job, you can create your own job. You know, you could yeah. you could still say, I'm going to be in the office from yep. nine to five every single day. Yep. And there's lots of guys that do. Exactly. Yep. That own their own businesses for sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. There's something <laughs> yeah. for everybody. We've talked about yeah. that before. You can mold it however you want. If you want a lot of routine, you can. If you want to kind of have a, you know, you, you change your own schedule and do different things throughout the day, you can do that too. As long as you're adding value and you know where you're adding value and how you're adding value and you're doing it constructively and in a, in a good way, then you can mold it however you want. Yeah. It's cool. It's almost like you can do and be anything you want to be in life. Whoa. Yeah. I like it. Total mind. But mind. you can. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a cliche we, you know, hear all the time growing up and stuff, but you can. Yeah. It's For just, the most part. it's mindset. We're not taught mindset. We're, we're not taught. I mean, we were kind of talking about school earlier and everything. We're not taught mindset in school. When, when did we take a class that they're like, all right, we're going to meditate mm -hmm. today. We're going to control our mind today. We're going to, we're going to, um, challenge ourselves today. No, we never learned that, but you can, mm -hmm. you can get out and learn it right now. Go out and fail. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's all about. Go out and fail. Mm -hmm. Fail as many times as you possibly can. and You'll become a success. Yep. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Just that education. You know, and it's not where we, talking of decentralization, like education is decentralized too now, oh, you know. Yeah. And so we talk about personal development and, and that kind of stuff. Um, that's not, some people think it's hokey, yeah. but it's not. It's just, it's, it's just education, but it's different education than is maybe the societal norm or whatever, but there's lots of outlets for it. How many times did you it. bring a patient to the ER? Well, I'm going to make this sound like it's a lot. It was not a lot for me. But how many times did you take a patient to the ER that had a problem and the, the ER doctor YouTubed how to fix it? So I don't know as far as me bringing them there, but when I did clinicals, yeah. probably every patient yeah. in one form. I mean, simple stuff. They knew what it was. But yep. and not. I don't know if it was YouTube, so, but there's like an actual Google for doctors that they can kind oh, of there? engine search, right? Uh, so I, I don't had, know. I, I guess I don't know, but a couple traumas that I brought in and I, I brought them in and then watched the doctor YouTube how to fix it. Really? Now, I don't know if they were just like kind of brushing up on it or what it was, <laughs> but it was like, oh, that knee is displaced in this certain way, you know? Okay. So <laughs> YouTube, you're like, what? This <laughs> ER doctor's YouTubing how to, how to do this. Uh huh. I mean, I'm not this is not to take anything away from ER doctors in any way. Yeah. Like they've probably yeah. put in a thousand knees and he was yeah. just kind of like, Hey, I'm going to look up. A all of, all of our, our ER doctors that we worked with are excellent. Like yes. we, we really liked all of them. Yeah, exactly. I took my kids up there to get worked on by them when yeah. we had an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. But still, it's just really <laughs> interesting that you take, you know, no one sees this in the background, but there's a doctor YouTubing how to put a, a knee back in. You're like, that's, 
Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. And so well, total decentralization. And there's kind of some backst you know, I mean, you have to maybe know some right terminology. Yeah. And maybe have some even licensing, I guess, to be in the situation where you can do that. Yeah. But there yeah. is a lot to be said that there's a lot of things you can learn on your own. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess at some point, when you're a doctor, you are practicing medicine. You're able to oh, yeah. actually practice. So, you know, we had certain rules that, you know, you couldn't YouTube how to fix a knee <laughs> and try to put it back in. And we would just stabilize it and give them some pain medications and, you know, get them, get them where, where they need to be. But, yeah. But. Well, and rightly so. Like, yeah. I think that should be taught in schools too, is here's the resources and here's where to find the answers. Yep. Instead of here's a test, you have to get every single oh. one of these things correct or else you're dumb. Yep. That's not how it works in the real world. You're you're constant like business stuff. I'm googling stuff all the time. Oh yeah. Like, you know, what's how to solve problems and stuff and Yeah. That's fine. So let's teach that in schools too and teach that to our kids that hey, you're not going to know everything. You're yeah. probably not going to know most of the things that you need to do. But here's a way and here's a source where you can go for answers and that kind of stuff. I don't yeah. know. No, I, you're totally right. Um, our kids left for a week with their grand with their grandparents, with Kira's parents, and um, they got back. And their homework was ridiculous. They knew how to do everything in their homework. Like, it wasn't a learning issue. It was a 90 packets issue. Yeah. You know, uh, not 90, but they just have to do problem, just busy work. Just mm-hmm. busy work, busy work. And our oldest, he's like, I hate this. Can I just like be homeschooled and, and I like learn things? Cause I'm not learning anything. Yeah. And it, you know, then we have to, I have to justify in my mind why we're actually putting them through school because I kind of agree with them. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against teachers and it's nothing against the administrators. It's just the, the system that's set up. The system is set up in a way that they're just kicking out employees. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, our kids struggle with the same kind of things, you know, and yeah, it's interesting. But moral of the story, educate yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's lots of resources out there. Yep. So many. It's cool. Um, Yeah. YouTube's great. You just have to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're learning it from the right people on YouTube. You can learn anything you want on YouTube. You could probably get a Harvard-level doctorate on YouTube if you're getting it from the right places. Which should be up to us to figure out if it's the right place. It's not a centralized entity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, there's... It's uh, it's incredible, the amount of information we have now. And we take it for granted. You oh, know, yeah. Like, we take it for granted big time. Yeah. So, back in the day, was it Alexander the Great, his dad had him learn from Plato? I'm pretty I sure. I have no idea. I, I, hope, I'm, I hope that's right. I think Alexander the Great's dad had him learn from Plato himself. Back in the day, you had to be super rich, and your dad had to be a king so that they could send you to a philosopher to get yeah, all of the, mentored the, the the stuff from the Library of Alexandria. Now we can get it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a big deal. Yet we're probably intellectually, maybe like... Or maybe it's philosophically. I don't know. Maybe it's all of them. We're just, as a society, we're not, we're not great. Yeah. Yet we have all the information that we'd ever want just at our fingertips. Well, and probably because 
I'm choosing to look at reels instead that's of listening. Very, that's very true. <laughs> Back yeah. to choice. You yeah. know, there's some choices there. Uh, <laughs> but, but very, I mean, very true. You know, there's, there's incredible amounts of information available. And so I think it comes down to educate yourself, but then maybe even going further into the moral of the story is educate yourself, but then take action too. Yeah. Because even though we have all the education, maybe we're being lazy about taking actions towards that goal or that business or that lifestyle we want. I don't know. But, you know, there's there's a link there too between, you know, we all know people that have a lot of book smarts and and think that they're really smart and they are really smart but when it comes to implementing ideas and and moving forward towards a goal or an objective they don't and they can't and they don't know how to do that and so there's kind of two parts there yeah um to do that yeah that action that's what i'm going to take from today is action you got to get out and do it fail fail Fail. yeah yep Yep. i like it cool we'll end it there yeah, it's great. Okay. I like it a lot. And pretty soon we've got uh, a little book, mindset book, that's going to come out. I just need to edit it. It's great, yeah. Um, Grammarly, you ever heard of that? There's another business mm-hmm. that's started. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, but it really shows me how many flaws I have in writing. There's like 852 things that I need to fix. Uh-huh. So once I fix those, we can come with it. Well, I think that that's standard for it. Like I was uh, listening to, who was it? Oh, it's that uh that soundtracks book i keep yeah, yeah. i keep talking about that but she uh and i haven't listened to it for a bit but in there he talks about a uh an author that he knew that uh wrote her first book sent it to the editor got it sent back and there were so many red marks on it that it was like depressing to her yeah and so she asked the editor from then on to to mark everything in green <laughs> and so now she feels like she's growing that's when cool. the editing comes back because it's all in green instead of red that, that you that's know? cool so it's kind of a cool story yeah i like that a lot because it's true man you you put you put that thing into grammarly and it's like it's all red <laughs> it really is and maybe that's because I dropped out of college. I don't know, but it's uh, it, it's pretty crazy. I like that. I wonder if you could put in a little request to Grammar. Like, can you do this all in green? Please? Do it all in green. It actually, it's really cool. It's color coded. There's blue. There's red. There's green. And it just depends on what you've done wrong. Hmm. I'll and check I, it out. And I don't use commas apparently. Yeah, I know that my grammar is terrible. <laughs> I don't even capitalize my eyes in my text messages most of the time. Yeah. I think that's a setting. Why take the time to do that? Your phone should do it for you. I know. And for some, I don't know, it's probably just a setting on there, but I haven't even taken, I'm too lazy to even do that. A long time ago, somehow in my phone, it got set up to where if if it said a rock wall, because we, our first business was a a rock climbing wall. It was just a wall. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a capitalized R with an exclamation point at the end of rock wall. And still to this day, when I say rock wall into my phone, and this is like, I, this is many, many phones ago. So mm. I don't know how this all works. Yeah, I don't know if it's hooked up over. in like Gmail or something like that, uh-huh. but it will capitalize the R and put an exclamation point on it. Do you yell it into your phone every time? Rock, rock wall. wall. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> Just so interesting. Huh. So action. That's yeah. what I'm going to take. Take action. Okay. Try it. All right. We'll see you okay. soon. See ya.